Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. Xander's Facts, it is. Hello, everyone. What is going on today? Welcome in to the latest edition of the Xander's Facts podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. Welcome in to episode 34, the big three fours, they call it, of the most factual podcast in the world. Thank you all for listening. We are here Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021 for episode 34. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you like the Xander's Facts podcast, or if this is the first time you're listening to the Xander's Facts podcast, welcome. But remember, click that follow button, that download button, the rate button, the review button, all the buttons on there. Support Xander's Facts podcast, and then go on to the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Xander's Facts. That's Xander with a Z. And most importantly, remember, tell all your friends, Xander's Facts podcast. Spread the facts. We do it. Plus, if you haven't listened to any of our past episodes, you got to go do that because Xander's Facts, we got a lot of facts and we can't fit them all in one episode. We space them out. We're on episode 34 right now. So if you haven't listened to any of our past episodes, go do that. We've got a big week of stuff to talk about this week. We have a ton of stuff. We've got so much stuff that I, it's basically a recap episode of all the stuff that's been going on lately. We're not even doing single topics or whatever. So, Whoa. the rundown for this episode, we've got football to start the podcast, we've got football to end the podcast, but then in the middle, we're going to do our politics and our news. We're Basically, this week is what we're going to do, is we're going to give you the top stories of what's going on, Xander's going to give his opinions, also known as Xander's Facts, whatever. Xander's Facts? That's what we're going to do this week. So, without further ado, let's start with some football because it is going to be week four in college football this week so last week was week three and in week three i did okay but there were still some things that didn't happen if you remember i went all chalk so i picked the top ranked team to win all 21 games or so original and that went okay for me there weren't that many upsets which was good but there were a bunch of close calls like alabama and florida they played in a great game. Alabama was first in the poll. Florida was 11th. Alabama held on 31-29. Oklahoma, who was third, survived. Nebraska, 23-16. I don't know that happened. Clemson, who was sixth, they struggled on offense again. They only scored 14 points to Georgia Tech, but they won. They won 14-8. And then Cincinnati, who was eighth, beat Indiana 38-24. So those are all the close calls that we had last week but there were a couple of upsets that i did not get correct last week like fresno state beat ucla ucla was 13th in the poll that was 40 37 byu was 23rd but arizona state was 19th and i picked arizona state for some reason byu won michigan state destroyed miami in miami 38 to 17 and then worst of all west virginia beat virginia tech because the Hokies were choking or at least their coaches were. They're just, Xander might go on a rant, but he's not going to, because we're going to keep this civil. Xander's facts. So Nice try, buddy. Those were the upsets that I did not get. And the best game of the weekend happened in Happy Valley, up in PA, Pennsylvania. The whiteout game between Auburn and Penn State. Both teams looked like they could have won that game, but Penn State won it. As I said, I don't know why you doubted me on that game. Xander's facts, 28-20. to 20. It was the Big Ten 
who beat the SEC. Oh, yeah, the mighty SEC went down. So, after all week three college football, last week, Xander went 17-4. and four, So sad. Which is pretty good. I got some good picks. I picked Bama to win, Oklahoma, Clemson, Penn State, as I said. Of course, I picked UCLA, Virginia Tech, Arizona State, Miami, loser teams, whatever. So, that's 81% of games, right? That's pretty good. And that bumps my yearly record up to 48 and 15, which whatever that is, that's a .762 winning percentage. So that's 76% of games, which is pretty good. I mean, Zayder's facts, you'd be making some money off that. So now it's week four. So let's get into this week's predictions for week four in college football. Top 25. Big fact incoming. Let's start with the number one team in the country. Who is it? It's Alabama. They play Southern Mississippi. Okay, at home, 7.30 Eastern SEC Network, um, Alabama. Come on, what are you talking about? Georgia is second. They face Vanderbilt in Nashville. That's noon on the SEC Network. Vandy, they actually beat someone this year. I don't even know who it was, but they're 1-2. and two. How about that? But they face Georgia. Georgia's going to crush them. Arizona is 0-3. They go to Eugene, Oregon to face the third-ranked Ducks, who are 3-0, 10-30 on ESPN. Oregon's third. I don't know why Oregon's third, because they beat Ohio State, but they shouldn't be third. Duh. And Arizona just lost to Northern Arizona, who is not FBS. Let's just say that. That's going to be a blowout. Oregon. West Virginia, hot off their win against Virginia Tech. Blech. Rivalry win. They go to Norman to face Oklahoma, who is fourth, 7-30 on ABC. And it's a Saturday night football game. And it could be closer than people think because Oklahoma hasn't looked too sharp yet. But I think the Sooners are going to win. They're going to start to get on the roll. Iowa's fifth. They play Colorado State at home, 3.30, FS1. Iowa's going to keep rolling. Penn State, as we just said, they moved up to six. They play Villanova, who's 3-0. They're one of the top FCS teams right now. But Penn State's one of the top FBS teams right now. Penn State, that game is noon on the Big Ten Network. At 3.30 on CBS, the SEC Game of the Week, it's Texas A&M, who is 7th in a neutral site game with Arkansas, who is 16th. Arkansas, they beat Texas earlier this year, which catapulted them into the poll. But Texas A&M is better than Texas, and I think A&M's going to pull it out. It might be close, though. It might be decent. Bold move there. The 8th ranked team is Cincinnati, but they take a bye week because they beat Indiana. But next week, they play at Notre Dame. That is going to be a good game. Clemson moved back to nine. They play at NC State at 330 on ESPN. Clemson struggled on offense again. They only scored 14 points against Georgia Tech. NC State's a decent team, and Clemson's offense has shown me nothing exciting. So get ready. Get ready, because Xander's picking the upset. NC State is going to beat Clemson. Clemson is going to get their second loss of the year. That's probably going to knock him out of playoff contention. Sorry. I think I picked him to go to the national championship game, but oh well. Sorry. Xander's facts. Updated facts. Akron goes to Columbus to play at Ohio State, who is 10th, 730 on the Big Ten Network. Ohio State struggled last week against Tulsa, but they came out rolling in the second half to beat him up. They should not have troubles with Akron, but if they do, that's going to be an issue. They're 10th. Clemson's 9, Ohio State's 10. There has not been a playoff without either Clemson or Ohio State. How about that? That's a fact! But there might. How about that? Tennessee goes to Gainesville to face Florida, 7 o'clock on ESPN. And the Gators did not drop a single place after their loss to Alabama. They stay at 11, but they face a rebuilding Tennessee squad, so they should rebound. 
nicely. Another neutral site game. This is when the top 25 won as well. College game day is going to be there. It's the big noon kickoff on Fox at noon. Number 12, Notre Dame. Number 18, Wisconsin from Chicago. Notre Dame has not been impressive this year, but they're 3-0. And Wisconsin's been able to rebound after the loss to Penn State. So I will take Wisconsin to beat Notre Dame because I'm really not on the Notre Dame bandwagon this year. Stinger. Ole Miss is 13th. They take a bye week after they beat Tulane. And next week, they've got a good game against Alabama, 3.30 on CBS. That's next week. And that'll be another great game. we got a bunch of great games coming up next week. Iowa State is 14th. They go to Waco, Waco, Texas, for Baylor, 3.30 on Fox. And Baylor's actually 3-0. But I think they've got a while until they're back on top of the Big 12. Iowa State's going to win. South Florida goes to Utah to face BYU, who is 15th at 10.15 on ESPN2. And the Cougars are moving up the charts after a couple nice wins. They're 3-0. And that should probably continue against South Florida, BYU. Massachusetts and Coastal Carolina at 1 o'clock ESPN+. Plus. Coastal Carolina, Massachusetts is 0-3. They suck. Sorry. Need some ice for that sick burn. Michigan is 19th. They stay at home. They face Rutgers, who's also 3-0, 3-30 on ABC. Michigan's been looking really good this year, though. And Rutgers are Rutgers. Even though they're 3-0, the Rutgers. Even though they're improving, Michigan is going to win. Michigan State is up in the poll. They're 20th. And Nebraska comes to town 7 o'clock on FS1. They, Michigan State's 3-0 after their beat down to Miami. But how about this? Nebraska's going to come out swinging. Nebraska's going to win it. Scott Frost, whoever else is on that team. Well, he's the coach. But Michigan State's going to lose to Nebraska. North Carolina is 21st. They showed off their offensive firepower against Virginia after they only scored 10 points against Virginia Tech. They beat up Virginia. Georgia Tech is who they play in Atlanta, 730 ACC Network. Georgia Tech's better than they have been. They've got a rebuilding team, but they won't have enough. North Carolina's going to win. Fresno State's in the poll at 22. They play UNLV at home, 10 o'clock on CBS Sports Network on Friday. And after they beat UCLA, they should beat a UNLV team who is 0-3. Auburn is 23rd. They face Georgia State at 4 o'clock on SCC Network at home. Auburn only fell one place after they lost to Penn State. And they showed they have the potential to do some things in that game. They should beat Georgia State. 24th, moving down 11 spots, is UCLA. They go up to Northern California to face Stanford at 6 o'clock of the Pac-12 network. Stanford has already beaten USC. They fought, They got their coach fired. But UCLA should rebound against Stanford. And Kansas State is 3-0. They move into the top 25 this week, and they're at 25 they go to Stillwater, Oklahoma, to pace Oklahoma State, 7 o'clock ESPN+. Plus. I don't know why Kansas State's 25. I guess it's because they're 3-0. But they really don't have the talent to be a ranked team. Oklahoma State's also 3-0, though. And I think they will win in Stillwater, and they might move up into the top 25. How about that? So that is college football. That's what we've got for you this week. All my picks on Zaner's Facts. I saw that in the first three weeks of college football. Zaner's Fact. At least five ranked teams have lost in the first three weeks of college football so it's true we'll see if that trend continues i don't think i made that happen but i don't know we'll see so that's college football we're gonna have the pros the nfl that's coming up at the end of the podcast but for right now let's move on to politics or the news we're just calling it the news this week because we're gonna do a recap because there's a lot of things going on in the news this week i was like how am i gonna pick 
one thing. So I was like, well, I don't have to pick one thing. We can do a ton of things, just little bits of them. So how about we do a recap of what's happening? We've got COVID booster shots. What, you're supposed to get a COVID booster shot? I don't know. We're going to talk about it. Elections are happening. That's what we talked about last week. We're going to talk about that a little more. There's a crisis at the southern border again. That's happening. We're going to talk about that, all that, and we've got more stuff. So recap of all that's been going on for the past week in the news. Here we go. It's Xander's facts. And let's start with what we started off with, the COVID booster shots. What is the deal? So if you'll remember, we talked about a couple weeks ago on this podcast how Pfizer announced plans for a third COVID shot and that the president, whose name is Joe Biden, was planning to begin allowing the administration of these shots by September 20th. However, September 20th was Monday and we haven't heard anything official. So things are very confusing right now. Government regulators have not officially endorsed giving the booster shots to the general public, you, me, and all the other places. Huh. But some have already begun to receive them. Like, I know a couple people who have already gotten their third shot. So in a vote last week, a bunch of government regulators decided against allowing the general population to receive COVID booster shots at this time, right now. But they had another vote to allow it for those who are over the age of 65, as well as those who are immune compromised. They can get COVID booster shots right now. That's what the government said. And while there is some data coming out from Pfizer and from Israel, Israel is already giving their population COVID booster shots. There's data coming out from Pfizer and Israel that supports boosters. There's also data that's saying boosters are not needed at this time. And instead right now, we should be trying to vaccinate areas of the world that don't have as many vaccines available, like developing countries. So in any case, while boosters may not have been fully endorsed, they most likely will be at some point in the near future this year. And since there's evidence that the effectiveness of the vaccines does wear off, most individuals are probably going to need a booster about eight months after their second dose. So and for some, that date's coming up pretty soon. I said in the podcast a couple weeks ago when we talked about this, I got my second shot in May. So that's like January or February or something. But for some people who got it like early in the spring or in the winter of 2021, that date has like passed or it's coming up. Might need to start getting rolling on this. So that's what's happening with COVID booster shots. So like, Xander, you didn't teach me anything. Well, that's all we know right now. Quit whining. But also with COVID shots, Pfizer recently released some data that says a low dose of their coronavirus vaccine is safe and effective for children ages 5 to 11. So right now, they are not eligible for any of the three COVID vaccines here in the U.S. Currently, anyone over the age of 12 is eligible to receive two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. And while Pfizer has not submitted that data to the FDA yet for approval, they're expected to by the end of the month, end of September, and it could then take regulators a few weeks or about a month to evaluate that data and approve the request. It is believed, however, that children ages 5 to 11 will be able to begin the two-dose regimen for the vaccine by Halloween. So instead of candy this year, you get a vaccine. Oh, amazing. Terrible. And we probably need to get these vaccines for children as soon as possible because in the first week of September, 
Nearly 30% of all COVID cases in the U.S. were among children. It's a fact. That's according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. And schools are dealing with tons of COVID issues right now. And this would be a huge boost to helping keep schools open, especially as flu season is approaching. And this looks like it's going to be a rough flu season after there really wasn't flu last year because we were all away from each other. But now... Flu's coming back. Yeah. So that's what I've got on the COVID booster shots. Now let's go over to elections because election season is ramping up. We're getting in the fall, not just in the U.S. though. So last week on last week's podcast, we went in depth on the upcoming elections in Germany and why they matter. And I told you all why they matter. And you were like, Xander, why are we talking about this? And I told you, well, those elections are happening this Sunday. And unless you're listening in Germany, you can't vote in them. Sorry. But if you are listening in Germany, then go vote on Sunday for your elections. We break, we broke down all that stuff, all the parties, all the candidates. We talked about all that last week. So go listen to last week's podcast if you haven't. However, there are other elections. This side of the Atlantic. Canada had their parliament elections on Monday in a snap election that was called by their prime minister, Justin Trudeau. I think I talked about this last week. I just said they were happening. But they did happen on Monday of this week. And Trudeau's Liberal Party ended up winning, so he's going to be Prime Minister again, but they did not get a majority of Parliament. And that was the original goal of the snap election. That was why Trudeau called it, because he wanted to get a majority of Parliament, and that did not end up happening. So he's going to remain Prime Minister, but the party is not going to have an outright majority in the Canadian Parliament. That's in Canada, but here in the U.S. Tell me, tell me. Last Tuesday, we talked about this. California held their recall election for Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom, and I said by the when we recorded this podcast, we didn't know if he was gonna uh, stay or go, or it was said he was probably gonna stay, but we didn't know. Well, turns out it was pretty quick. They thought we might drag on into the night, but happened pretty quickly. He was not recalled. 63% of voters voted no to recalling Newsom, which I think was similar or larger to the vote percentage he got in 2018 in the regular governor's election. So this was the vote that was brought by Republicans because they didn't like his COVID restrictions, and they were mad because a bunch of politicians on both sides, Democrats and Republicans, kept breaking those COVID restrictions politicians who were in power so that wasn't pretty good for either of them and they didn't like that so they tried to recall him for some reason which doesn't make any sense and it didn't happen and they only the vote only got allowed because republicans were able to get an extension to get more signatures to allow the recall because of covid and it still didn't happen they're crazy because on the republican side they had to vote there were two questions on the ballot do you want to recall the governor and if you do Who do you want to replace them with? And the Republicans coalesced around radio talk show host, whatever, Larry Elder, who is crazy. Who? And they didn't like that. So that's basically what helped Newsom. He is still the governor of California. And of course, in November, we've got some more elections coming up here in the U.S., especially the gubernatorial elections like in New Jersey and here in Virginia. And the polls remain close in Virginia somehow, some way, because one of them is crazy. But we're going to break that election down in this podcast on a later episode. So not right now. So hold your horses. We're going to talk about that later on in the fall. 
because we've got a little over a month until the election happens, and early voting is already starting here in Virginia. People are already getting their ballots. How about that? What do you say? So that's what we've got for elections. Now let's go to what's happening on the border, the southern border, because there is a crisis, as some people like to call it. I'll call it that. And that is continuing. We talked about the southern border on this podcast. Really? Back Way back in March, back in the winter or spring or whatever, episode nine. And a lot of the stuff that we talked about then remains true now. So if you want to go more in depth on the southern border, go back and listen to episode nine of this podcast. But there is a new recent surge in migrants that is drawing some attention right now. There are thousands of migrants who have been crossing the Rio Grande into the U.S. over the last few days and weeks, and a significant amount of them are coming from Haiti. There are more than 10,000 migrants right now who are being held or kept under the Del Rio International Bridge while they're being processed, like literally under a bridge. It is terrible. The conditions are terrible. The supplies and resources are not enough. And of course, it's in Texas. So all those people are going crazy. You can't do this to our freedoms. It doesn't make any sense. Well, this is all happening because if you've heard about anything that's going on in Haiti, it's not good. There have been devastating earthquakes like the one 10 or so years ago. There was just another one a few months ago in Haiti. There are poor economic conditions. There are high crime rates in Haiti. It is a terrible place to live right now. That has fueled a surge of migrants. Of course, Haiti is on an island with the Dominican Republic, but a lot of people from Haiti are going to countries in South and Central America like Colombia, and they are heading north into Mexico, into the U.S. And a lot of Haitians live in South America and Central America. Now they came to those countries after the earthquake in 2010 or around then, and they're coming now to the U.S. So that's why we're seeing a bunch of new Haitians into the U.S. That's the deal with the southern border. It's not good. The Biden administration is pledging to put more Border Patrol troops or services down there. I don't know what's going on, but it's not good. And hopefully something gets done about it. Good to know. So... That's southern border. What else is going on here? We talked. Those are the big three topics, I think, that I'm going on right now. But there's been a ton of other stuff that's been going on. Like if you've heard about this, France is apparently furious with the U.S. and the U.K. and Australia because those three countries, U.S., U.K., and Australia, made a deal that would provide Australia with some nuclear submarines. And France is mad because the background on this is that Australia had actually previously agreed to a deal for the submarines with a firm from France. However, Australia backed out of that deal, and France is very angry because they did not know that the U.S. and the U.K. were doing this with Australia. So, France has recalled their ambassadors to Australia and the U.S., and President Biden is expected to have a call with the French President Emmanuel Macron later this week in an attempt to smooth things over. And the EU is siding with France on this matter. Of course, the UK is not in the EU anymore. So that's a whole big issue. Hopefully that gets smoothed out by the end of the week. Deal with it! Another thing was, if you heard about what was trying to happen on Saturday in DC, last Saturday, the, quote, Justice for J6, unquote, rally that was supposed to be all the Trumpy boys getting together and say, You can't arrest our great patriots! They were just protesting a stolen election! Well, almost no one showed up. It looked pathetic. 
losers. That is basically all that happened there. Another thing, though, we're going to go to Congress right now because the Biden agenda in Congress that we've talked about on this podcast extensively is in danger because there are a bunch of moderate Democrats who are whining because they're getting a bunch of money from lobbyist groups and big pharma, and they don't like that bad things are happening to those things and whatever. So Too bad. On this podcast, we have talked about the two infrastructure bills extensively. Those bills are now in peril in the Congress because of moderate senators like your boy Joe Manchin, like your girl Kristen Sinema, who we've talked about, they don't approve of the price tags of the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package. Of course, we told you what's going to be in that package, but apparently they don't like the price tag. They think it's going to be too much added on to the debt. So another issue in that is drug prices. There was a congressman from California, a Democrat, Scott Peters, who blocked a part of the bill that would allow health officials to negotiate high drug prices with pharmaceutical companies. So like Medicare would be able to negotiate to drop drug prices. However, moderates don't like that as they keep repeating talking points from big pharma companies. There's a couple people in the House. There's a couple people in the Senate. And of course, these are the people who are getting the most campaign contributions from big pharma companies like Kristen Cinema. Hmm. Too many facts. Very interesting. So they don't want drug prices to drop because that wouldn't be good for big pharma companies and they're getting funded by big pharma companies. Oh, okay. Sater's facts. So another thing in Congress is the contentions over the debt limit. Episode 29, which was five weeks ago, I guess, is when we talked about COVID boosters and Afghanistan and infrastructure and all that stuff. So you can go back and listen to that. We also talked about the debt limit and how the U.S. needs to raise the debt limit in order to avoid defaulting on the national debt. However, Republicans in Congress are continuing to posture, saying they won't vote to do it. Of course, if they don't, or if the Democrats don't uh, pass it through reconciliation or eliminating the filibuster in the Senate, then the economy is going to suffer major effects. You think the Dow dropping yesterday or the day before or whatever, stocks dropping was bad. Now, it's going to get a lot worse if we default on the national debt. And this is brought up every few years, too, and Republicans always say, we're not going to do it or whatever. And then there was that one time where it was in January or February or so, and there was a government shutdown, and the Super Bowl was about to happen, so... People were going to fly all over the country to one place where the Super Bowl was, and then the airlines were going to have to shut down because TSA wasn't going to be able to operate because they were short-staffed because they couldn't pay their employees. And then when all the NFL owners started calling all the Republicans saying, what are you doing? This is terrible. We're losing money. Well, then the Republicans backed off. So if money's in trouble, they'll back off. And that's what's happening. This is money. That's blasphemy. We'll see. Another topic is... Abortion. You didn't think we are going to skip abortion, did you? Oh no, Sandra, how could you talk about those baby killers? Well, that's not a fact. Abortion is a hot topic because the Supreme Court announced that it's going to hear arguments in a Mississippi case after the state passed a law banning most abortions after the 15th week of pregnancy. And of course, this comes after the Texas law went into effect that bans all abortions after six weeks and allows citizens to report anyone assisting in abortion 
in the state. And a doctor that admitted to performing an abortion six weeks after six weeks in Texas is now being sued, which could make the courts and the Supreme Court finally decide whether the law is constitutional or not. Hint, it's not. But they might not care because baby killers! That's not true. They're not baby killers. So that's a, that's basically a topic we could do a whole nother episode on. A whole episode of Xander's Facts on abortion. And we probably will at some point, but it's not going to be this one. So those are all the stories in the news that are going on. There's a ton of important stuff. So hopefully you all know about that stuff now. Do some more research. Xander's Facts. That's, there's a ton of stuff going on. And we're probably going to get more in-depth on those topics later on in this podcast on Xander's Facts. So that's what we've got for the news. Now, thanks goodness that's over. Let's finish the podcast with some football. We did college earlier. Now we're going to the pros because it's week three in the NFL this week. But last week was week two. And it started off with a classic in the NFC East on Thursday night. Washington football team, New York Giants. A last-second field goal for Washington gave their quarterback, Taylor Heineke, his first career win as a starter. Washington beat the Giants. Thank goodness they won a game. On Sunday, though in the early window, that had the Bears holding on to beat Cincinnati. The Rams survived Indianapolis in a thriller. The 49ers hung on in Philadelphia. And the Raiders upset the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And then in the late window... On Sunday, the Vikings missed the last-second field goal, so the Cardinals beat the Vikings. The Titans upset Seattle in overtime, and the Cowboys made a last-second field goal to beat the Chargers in L.A. And then on Sunday night, another thriller. The Ravens came back. They were down 13 or so in the fourth quarter. They beat Kansas City, and the Packers looked much better against the Lions, who they beat on Monday night. So last week, I did a lot better. I went 11-5 and five on my picks, and I got some good picks. I picked Washington, the Rams, the 49ers, Raiders, Cardinals. All those teams won. But I did pick the Bengals. They lost the Bears, the Chargers, the Saints, who lost the Panthers terribly, the Seahawks, and the Chiefs. Terrible. The Chiefs only lost by, like, one. So that wasn't that bad, but still. So that's 68.75% of games, right? That's better than last week. So... Overall, 18 and 14 is my record. That's a .563 winning percentage, so that's above 500. But still, it's only week three, so it's going to get better. Trust me. Sanders facts. So, that's week two. Now let's go into this week, which is week three. Here are my predictions. Overrated. For week three in the NFL. Let's start Thursday night. It's the Panthers, who are 2-0. They go to Houston to face the Texans, H20, NFL Network. Two teams who have looked good, but probably shouldn't. The Texans only lost by about 10 to the Browns, and they're 1-1. One and one. I think the Texans, however, are going to use the home field advantage to get a win over the Panthers for the Panthers' first loss of the season. So let's go to Sunday, 1 o'clock on Fox. It's the Washington football team and the Bills in Buffalo. Both teams are 1-1. One and one. The Bills shut out the Dolphins 35-0 last week, and I think they're going to beat Washington at home. The Bills are going to win. The Bears go to Cleveland to face the Browns. Both of those teams are 1-1 one one at 1 o'clock on Fox. Chicago held on against Cincinnati. And the Browns, they had a two-close game against Houston. They barely won that game. It was like 10 points. It shouldn't have been. And Chicago might be intriguing if they do start quarterback Justin Fields, the rookie from Ohio State. But I think Cleveland should end up with the win. 
on CBS at 1 o'clock. It's the Ravens who got their first win against the Chiefs, and the Lions in Detroit. The Lions are 0-2. A huge momentum booster for the Ravens beating the Chiefs last week, and they face an 0-2 Lions team. This should be an easy win for the Ravens. The Colts, the Colts are 0-2. They face the Titans in Tennessee, who are 1-1 at 1 o'clock on CBS. The Colts are better than their record. They shouldn't be 0-2. And Tennessee is a decent team. And in this AFC South battle, I will say the Colts should pull out a win in a close game. It's the truth. The Chargers head to Kansas City to face the Chiefs at 1 o'clock on CBS. And after a close loss for both teams... The Chiefs should be able to use their home field advantage and pull out a win in a potential shootout. That might be a good one o'clock game. The Saints head to Foxborough, Massachusetts to face the Patriots at one o'clock on Fox. We saw the floor for the Saints in their loss to Carolina. It was bad. And New England picked off rookie Jets quarterback Zach Wilson four times last week. That game wasn't close either. I think the Patriots are going to win in a game that's probably not going to be too exciting. In a battle of 0-2 teams at Fox on 1 o'clock, it's the Falcons heading to the Meadowlands to face the Giants. Atlanta showed some decent signs on offense last week against Tampa Bay, and the Giants look to get Saquon Barkley, the running back, back to form this week. However, I think Atlanta is going to do just enough on offense to win the game. The Bengals are 1-1. They head to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers at 1 o'clock on CBS. And the Bengals just couldn't get enough offense last week against Chicago. And Pittsburgh's struggles that I've been telling you about, told you about a couple weeks ago in the previous show, came to a forefront last week against Las Vegas. I expect a bounce-back game from Cincinnati, and I think they're going to win that AFC North matchup. The Cardinals are 2-0. They head east to face Jacksonville at 1 o'clock on Fox. The Jaguars are 0-2. The Cardinals survived Minnesota last week. Another amazing performance by Kyler Murray, their quarterback. Who is my fantasy quarterback? Oh my gosh, yes! Fight me! They should beat a Jaguars team who are desperate for something. Urban Meyer might go to USC any day now. The Jets are also 0-2. They head to Denver to face the Broncos. That's a 4-0-5 game on CBS. The Jets are back of the dumps. While the Broncos are 2-0, they've had a pretty easy start to the schedule though. But they've got another easy game against the Jets. They, the Broncos will win. Also, 405 on CBS, it's the Dolphins heading to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, who are 2-0 against the Ravens and the Steelers. So the Dolphins got shut out against the Patriots, and people are asking if the Raiders are for real this year. And they might be, maybe not, but I think they'll be real enough to beat Miami. At 425 on Fox, it's the afternoon game of the week. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams, both those teams undefeated right now. The afternoon top game brings Tampa to LA. The Bucks have looked really good so far. Rob Gronkowski has like four or five touchdowns in the first two games. They're tight end. But the travel, I think, is going to give the advantage to the Rams, and they will pull out a great one, and that should be a really good game. Cool facts, bro. Also at 425 on Fox, it's the Seahawks heading to Minneapolis to take on the Vikings. And the Seahawks, I think, should bounce back after a tough loss. They'll beat Minnesota. I'm definitely not on Minnesota's bandwagon at all. Their quarterback should be in a glass case because he didn't take the vaccine. Disgusting! Anti-vaxxers, Zaders facts. Sunday night football brings the Packers to San Francisco at 820 on NBC. And the Packers looked a lot better last week against Detroit. And the 49ers have barely survived their first two matchups against Detroit and then against Philadelphia. 
Green Bay's offense should have their best game yet this year on Sunday Night Football, and I think they'll beat the 49ers. On Monday night, it's an NFC East matchup, and it should be a good one. The Eagles go to Arlington to face the Cowboys, 8-15 on ESPN. I think those two teams have looked the best so far in the division. I know Washington's also 1-1, but the Eagles offense might be really good. Jalen Hurts has looked pretty decent so far, and I think this could be a shootout, but I think the Cowboys are going to pull it out. Dallas will win the divisional matchups. That's Monday Night Football, and that is week three of the NFL. Sanders Facts Predictions. We're going to come back next week, and we're going to talk about them. And you're going to be like, Xander, how'd you go 16 and 0? That's amazing. Well, Dad, Xander's spreading lies. Xander's Facts. So that's all I got for you this week. Episode 34 here on Wednesday, September 22nd. And I saw that this week. We're in almost late September now. And I said, well, doesn't the NBA season start soon? And the NBA season starts on Tuesday, October 19th. So we are less than a month away from the NBA season starting. I was like, that's insane. It just ended. And it did. It was late. It was July or something that it ended. But it's starting pretty soon. And of course, don't worry. We're going to have NBA preview show in a couple weeks. Xander's going to tell you who won. Because of course, if you remember, before the playoffs started, I said the Bucks are going to win. They won. Then before the finals started, I said Bucks in six. How many games were there? Six, you know. Sanders facts all over the NBA. We're trying on football, but we're really good at basketball. Plus, oh my gosh, Baylor and the college basketball. College basketball starts in November. Basketball's going to be amazing, but we've got football right now and soccer. We're going to talk about that a little bit next week. Get that out of here. So that's all we've got for episode 34 of the Sanders Facts Podcast. Thanks you all for listening. And remember, if you want to support the Generous Facts Podcast, if you like all the facts that we just spewed, remember, click that follow button, subscribe, whatever it's called, on your podcast app, download this episode, download all the Xander's Facts episodes, rate the podcast, review the podcast, go on all your socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those, Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z, and remember, tell all your friends, spread the facts, Xander's Facts Podcast, tell all your friends! about the Xander's Facts podcast, and when your friends are saying, how'd you go 16-0 on your picks this week? I listen to Xander. There you go. That's it. That's all we've got for you on episode 34 of the Xander's Facts podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all with episode 35 next week.